Good morning, Faith Family. We're excited to go further on some things that Dr. Moody talked about just this past Sunday. We're walking through Ruth, and so if you're with us, you'll remember we're kind of wrapping up chapter one and moving into chapter two. And chapter one, Dr. Moody gave us kind of a hand or a layout of the chapters. And chapter one is all about moving downwind of ourselves. And then in chapter two, we start moving into God's will for our life. And I just want to pause right there and point out that that is, that's grace. That is a perfect display of what grace is, is when we move downwind of ourselves and we see our depravity, we see our brokenness, we see our I mean, our, our helplessness for not only ourselves but the situations around our, our, our life. Um, so many people are dealing with illness right now and just really difficult things. And so really, when we start thinking about how much we can do to solve these problems, we're pretty helpless. And that's a tough place to be. But yet, while we are still sinners, while we are still in that brokenness, um, God calls us into the mission. He calls us into his will. And that is by grace alone. And that, that is the fullness, the robustness of what it means to um, just have God's grace in your life. But the question today and I think it's a good question. It's a difficult question that a lot of people ask. I, I wrestle with it a lot. Um, and Dr. Moody laid it out in perfect fashion, um, like he so often does. It, the question is, how do we determine God's will for our life? We've got people watching this thing who might be um, at their job already. They might be at home, stay-at-home moms. They might be uh, just a number of different professions, and we all walk in different lives. Yet, the same God has a perfect will for each of us. And so, Ryan, I, I thought it would be helpful to share maybe— have you grappled with that question, determine God's will for your personal life? Goodness, so many times. And you mentioned being downstream of yourself. When I was trying to make the decision about where to go to college, I had the opportunity to play baseball and pursue academics. And when I was trying to make that decision, I got downstream of myself. I didn't like the smell. I didn't want to keep that smell. So I wanted to honor God in that decision. It's a critical point in your life. It's a critical decision. It can have years and decades of impact and effect on your life. So my goal was to go where God wanted me to go. I would consider myself a younger Christian at the time uh, in that point of my life. And so because of that, I was looking at this decision strictly through the lens of precept. There is a Bible verse, I know I'm going to go find it, that tells me which school to go to, which coach to play for, and that's going to tell me. Unfortunately, as I was looking through the pages, that direct Bible verse never came up. That was really a transformative time in my life when I realized that not everything is precept. This decision was more providential, and Dr. Moody talked about this on Sunday. I looked for answers and I wanted to honor God, and that's a great pursuit to have. Uh, I leaned on one of my favorite Bible verses, which is Philippians 3.14. I run the race to which God has called me heavenward towards Christ Jesus. That verse led me to think about which school, which team, which coach would give me the opportunity to grow in my faith and pursue Christ more. And ultimately, that was the majority of the reason of the, for the school that I chose to attend was a, an amazing decision, uh, the, the right decision, the decision that I believe honored God uh, and still to this day 
uh, does and very thankful for that point in my life where I transformed from looking everything through the precept lens and realizing there was this next phase in my sanctification to move into this providential decision uh, outlook on some things. Key thing there, starting with the precept though, you would have never gotten there if if it wasn't this submission, this obedience to his word. I'm reminded of Matthew 28, 19, which is the calling on all of our lives as believers is to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey. Could you imagine if it said teaching them to consider? And I think that's where a lot of us go to. We just want to consider God's word and just say, oh, that, that might be a helpful text, um, but that's not where you were. That's not what I heard in your story. It was a full submission and willingness to obey his word. And that, that, that is ultimately where we see the providential work begin to take place. And we start to see his glory in our life. Mm. Um, speaking of glory, um, this was mind-blowing for me. I say mind-blowing. It was it's something I never heard. When we think about miracles, um, what comes to mind? His seen glory. Um, and, and oftentimes when you hear testimonies that have miracles in them, it's just like, wow, that's amazing testimony. But providential stories are just as wonderful, and that's the unseen glory. Um, the things that grow us as believers, that take us from young Christians um, to mature Christians. And that was a, a critical point in your walk as a believer. Absolutely. And, and one piece, too, that I probably didn't know this at the time, looking back, uh, I, I, I realize it now, is that as a young Christian, you have a starting point that you may have this view of, I have to honor God. I, I have to make these decisions based on uh, these commands and, and what the Bible tells us. As you mature in, in your walk with Christ, as you mature in your sanctification, you move from have to to get to. And that's what was so exciting about that time in my life is that making that change that I was filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with joy that I was making this decision, wanting to honor God with that choice in, in the school and uh, that I was wanted to attend and, and the baseball team that I wanted to play for. I wanted to honor God with that decision. And the Holy Spirit was just filling me up at that time and continued to do that. And that was something I wanted more of right? I, I, I wanted to feed that Holy Spirit. I wanted to keep him fed in order to, to keep that going, to keep that motivation, that encouragement from the Holy Spirit at that time. Great segue. Not sure if you meant to do this, but that is exactly where Moody took us on Sunday. Uh, we started with precepts, we moved to providence, and then we land in the plan of God, and that is having a heart for it. And when we have a heart for it, he said over and over again, we have a hunger for it. Um, we get fired up about his mission. Um, and man, I, I mean, that's it, easy to do, to get fired up and uh, leave the four walls that are of our church building and go into the mission field. It, it, something else, you know, we pursue a lot of things in this, in this life, whether it's your personally, your career with friends, whatever. I can tell you as someone has pursued a lot of those things in this life that nothing is as rewarding as moving into that phase of wanting to honor God and looking for those providential decisions and realizing that that feeling of knowing your decisions, your actions, your words, your thoughts, everything is, is wanting to honor God. There's nothing as rewarding as that. There's no career advancement. There's no bonus. There's no uh, number of likes on Instagram that you're going to achieve. That is as fulfilling as that personally, I, I can promise you. Yeah. Um, 
Casting Crowns has a song. Uh, you, you were talking about the other. Oh, man. If you haven't heard it, go look on YouTube, Spotify, whatever you use to look <laughs> up music. There's about a million these days. They have a new song out right now called Start Right Here. And the first time I heard that, I felt like it was my dad or my grandfather just grabbing me by the arm and and telling me, you need to do this. Because the song is about if you want to live like Christ, if you want to be the church, sure, you can sell your possessions, you can move to Ukraine, but you don't have to. In fact, you should go be the church in your community, at your school, at your workplace, whatever that looks like for you, go be it right now, right today. Myself, one thing that I've struggled with in my life is the boldness of that. And what the Holy Spirit has taught me through the years is that, hey, start small. Do, do, start in a small conversation. Maybe do something, a, a certain action, a certain email, whatever that looks like for you. Start small. Build, the Holy Spirit will give you confidence from that and will give you more boldness to move on from that into doing bigger and better things. Yeah. Um, and you know, wherever you're watching this, odds are you're watching it on social media, whether you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is. And I don't have to tell you, there's a lot of hurt out there. There's a lot of brokenness. And I mean, today, um, already this morning, there's, um, I mean, just people who I've known my entire life, there's division getting wider and wider over some of these issues. And so I think for us, for the church, for believers, um, we can be reactive in those moments. We can respond to that tension that's everywhere, or we can be proactive with God's will in our life and his mission and his plan for just what he has for us. I mean, uh, again, I think social media is so many times a distraction for the real work to be done. I mean, we have neighbors, physical neighbors living next door to us. And, and, I, and I'm speaking from experience. I, there are neighbors I don't even know their name. Um, and we're called to love our neighbor as ourself. Um, the people that we might bump into at the coffee shop, the people, um, whoever it is in our life, in our world, our children, our, our spouse, whoever it is, man, we are called to love them and show and um, just portray the aroma of Christ. Um, is it evident that the living God is living uh, in us and moving through us? Mm. Um, that I, I'm, I'm reminded of, of something else Moody brought up on, on Sunday is uh, prayer. Don't yeah. let prayer just be a substitute for action. Yeah. The Holy Spirit may be calling you to actually get boots on the ground and go do something or go say something. Prayer is obviously a pillar of our faith, no question about it. But I think what we hear a lot in culture today is uh, all, all those Christians, uh, they just say, we'll pray for you or, or we'll pray about it. Uh, let, don't be that person that just solely will pray. Do something about it. Uh, and whatever that looks like for you in your life, don't be scared to do that. Again, let the Holy Spirit like, let you take those little steps at first. Let that boldness come naturally and through little little wins. Love that. Um, we, we hope that hunger is there for you today. Um, it, it, we're midweek. Um, you know, this sermon was talked about on Sunday, and I know for us, we're still chewing on a lot of this, and, and we hope that that hunger is real for you because there's a world out there that needs the hope that you possess. Um, when you talk about answering the question, what is God's will for our life? I think that's it. Simply put, God wants to use you to relay that message of hope to a lost world. And so we pray that that is your day today, that that is the day um, tomorrow, um, and ultimately that you find opportunities for you and your family to go and be the church. Have a great rest of your week.